I don't know about all of you, but truthfully, I could not be happier to see you because of all the years, it ever happens once every, I guess it's seven years, six years, eight years, that the new year begins on a Sunday. And what a powerful message that all of you have brought this morning to me, making your worship on Sunday morning, on the first day of the week, and now we can say on the first day of the year, you have come to give it back to God. God notices every little detail of our life. You know, they say it's all in the details. Well, God notices every little thing we do, and certainly he has noticed that you are here this morning. Some of you were with me last night, at least till 2 a.m. or 1.30, as we were celebrating as a church family, and I invite all of you, of course, to be with us next year and in the coming year at all the events we do. It was a lovely evening filled with God's grace and the beauty of being together, which is such a blessing. And today, as I was thinking, what do I say to the people on the first day of the year? Always there's these sermons about, you know, um, New Year resolutions and how nobody ever keeps their New Year resolutions. You know, it's like we try to convince ourselves that if we put a list together somehow, that will encourage us to do that. But I thought of, I'm not going to speak about New Year resolutions. I thought about speaking to you today about the joy of Christmas because, again, very rare... Remember we talked about feasts having a Sunday before Christmas and then the major feast and then the Sunday after that major feast, Sunday after Christmas. Well, this year, because Christmas fell on a Sunday, the Sunday after Christmas is also the Sunday before Epiphany. So we have another collision of a unique sort today. And so it would have been the Sunday after Christmas, and I would have had an opportunity to speak to you about the joy of Christmas. So here we are. And isn't it so that we definitely feasted? All of you, I'm sure, gathered around the Christmas table or with friends or loved ones to share a meal and fellowship. You exchanged probably numerous Christmas greetings, calling people, texting people, sending Christmas cards, right? Exchanged gifts, exchanged recipes, exchanged compliments and comments on the beautiful dress or the way people were put together. But it seems like the joy of Christmas is already gone. We have seen what the shepherds would have seen in the wilderness and heard the angels, and yet that seems to have faded. Now, what happens? Forgive me, our credit card bills arrive, extremely inflated from the previous months. We begin to worry. Our anxiety is slightly a little higher. How are we gonna pull this off? All these things that I rush to do, and we are experiencing, to some degree, a letdown feeling. 
after Christmas. Why? I think it's this letdown feeling comes from we prepared for weeks and weeks, right? To get the house ready, to buy the gifts we had to buy, to make sure we send the cards and order them on time. All this hurry and hustle and bustle culminated in a day, and then within hours after it's all done, it fades away, and we scratch our heads wondering what happened. We spent so long preparing, getting ready, and everything went back to normal, back to work on Monday, back to the same problems, the bright vision that we had fades away. It's like a flare gun. You know when you go out and see, you fire a flare gun at night, lights everything up, and then within minutes, it's all gone. Back to the same old headaches, the world's back to the same old wars and evils and loneliness, back to the poverty, back to all the people hurting. But friends, Today's message, I hope, will stick with you for the year. If this is Christmas, then it's totally a mockery. In other words, if Christmas lifts our spirits for a day, a couple of hours, then plunges us back into despair, into the hurt, of the world in the hurry, that's cruel. If Christ was born to play this kind of trick with us, get him happy and then throw him back into the black hole of life, that's cruel and that's a mockery of what Christ's birth meant. Obviously, this was not what Christ intended through his coming to earth, right? Obviously, I have a little better news than to say it was all a joke and a mockery. The letdown feeling, let's look at three people quickly in the Christmas story. Today we heard in the gospel about the shepherds return glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen is that as it had been told to them. That's what we read today in the gospel. The shepherds are out in the field. We talked about this in the previous days. They look up and their ears start resounding with this incredible singing. It says a multitude of angels appear. They hear them Angels singing, glory to God in the highest and peace among those on earth. They're sitting there wondering, what is this? Their eyes see the angels, this phenomenon nobody else saw. Their ears hear this thing, and then what happens? They end up next to the baby Jesus, and they see this great Savior, And the day after, they were still shepherds. And the day after, their social class didn't change. Their religious level 
didn't shift. They were still nobodies in the wilderness herding sheep. But something did change. The day after, they go back to the fields, same routine. But the day after, for them, had no letdown feeling. And why did it not have the letdown feeling? Because they truly saw the Lord. They saw God. They had a glimpse into the heavenly world, and then they beheld in front of them Christ, the newborn child. So the person who made all of the letdown feeling that all of us feel, to some degree or another, eradicate from their lives was Christ. They beheld and they kept. And this is, leads us to the second person, Panagia. We are told in the Gospels that when Panagia experiences this whole thing, here's a 16-year-old woman, has a baby, these shepherds arise in a hustle and bustle to pay their honor. These magi bring all kinds of gifts to a poor little Jewish girl. Angels singing in the skies. What is going on? It says there, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. She kept them. She did not let go of them. And so... She kept Panagia Christmas in her heart. She would never have that letdown feeling. Why? Because Jesus was Emmanuel. What does Emmanuel mean? Do any of you remember? God with us. God with us. This single statement if we were to keep it in our hearts, like Panagia, didn't let it go, but just keep God is with us. In our hearts, into the new year, we will never feel that letdown feeling of Christmas. We will be assured that God is with us, here to stay for eternity. That's the promise he gives us. I didn't just come to see you on Christmas Day. I came to you so you can put me in your heart in this life and in the life that's coming forever and ever. And then we have the wise men. I always like the phrase that it says in the Bible. They went another way. This phrase, of course, meant that the wise men could have gone by another route so that to avoid Herod's plan to execute all these kids, you know? But it also has, I think, a spiritual meaning. No one who meets Christ, friends, can ever return the same way back. When we meet Christ, the old motives we had are not the same. The old anxieties we have are not the same. The old values and the attitude we used to have cannot be the same. We go back changed. The old way of life is no longer satisfying to us because we've seen the Christ. 
So like the wise men, I hope as you leave here today, you leave another way. You keep Christmas like the Virgin Mary in your hearts. And you remember that while you exit this church, just like the shepherds, your lives will not change much. You're still going to face the problems, the attitude of the people around you, the same exact way as when you walked in here this morning. But I hope that you're going to leave Emmanuel, God with us, with a kinder heart, a more loving heart, a more conscious heart of the needs of the people around us. We took down our decorations. They're coming down, right? We're going to put them in the attic or in the basement, right? Let's be careful not to take Christ down and put him in the basement of our lives or in the attic and wait a whole year to see him again. Christ belongs, friends. He's not meant for the attic or basement. He's meant for the living room. Where we live, that's where we make room for him. In the daily life that we're going to be, in our jobs, in our school, in our marriages, we live with Christ right there. We bring him into that room. And hopefully, we keep him there forever. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. We Orthodox got it right. We celebrate all the way to Epiphany. Twelve days, it means Merry Christmas. Also know this, not until the fourth century was Epiphany and Christmas separated. In the fourth century, these two feasts became two independent feasts. For us, Epiphany was our Christmas, the Theophany, the appearance of God. Theophania, the appearance of God. But for reasons which I won't explain today, this was shifted out. So Merry Christmas and God bless all of us.